Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another incredible episode of the Time and Talks podcast. Guys, I'm going to be real. It's been increasingly harder with the kids at home to shoot podcasts with it being completely quiet. Now that Rehan's older, he's more rambunctious, he's more active. He's always screaming. It's just loud in this house. And our walls are not soundproof. That's what I realized. <laughs> and so even if like I'm in my office, like sound carries. And I just want to let you guys know in advance. If in any of the episodes you hear my kids yelling, or I feel like in the summer there's always like garbage trucks or people mowing their grass, I just want to apologize in advance. Guys, that's mom life. I don't record in a studio. I guess I could just go record in my closet upstairs. Probably a good idea. But right now I actually moved into my bedroom. So let's see how this goes because the kids were just being way too loud. This is like take five and they just were not – being quiet so let's try this again and hopefully there won't be any snafuzzles happening so today we are pressing the reset button on homeschooling woos the silver linings and how to build a daily mindfulness routine while your kids are at home I really can't freaking believe it's that time of year like 2020 is a big fat blur and now we're going back to school and Ayan is actually going into real school for the first time I guess real school kindergarten right so it's he is it's mandatory and so we had definitely the conversations of you know what are we going to do public school private school stay at home distant learning And making this decision is very stressful. And depending on where you live, how prevalent COVID is right now, you know, the decisions are just different for each family. So whether your kids are heading back to school virtually and you're kind of homeschooling or in person this year, I just want to quickly just put this out there because I can just foresee this happening. And I'm just going to make this kind gesture just to plant it in our mind and our hearts let's just realize that this is a difficult choice for everyone with the COVID out there you know it's not an easy decision to send your kids back to school maybe it's a necessity and for some being having our kids home all day though we love our kids it's challenging to work or just be with your kids 24 7 that is not natural to constantly be with your kids especially we're not taking on the role to be teacher and oversee what they have to do along with what we have to do and take care of the home and work and whatever our responsibilities are so let's just work with this premise here okay that When you get in a moment, you're going to see on Instagram people sending their kids back to school or doing distance learning or setting up the perfect homeschooling office for your kids. Let's just, before we beat ourselves up and get go down the spiral of self-doubt and guilt and just questioning ourselves, let's not assume that we know what's the best decision for other people's kids and families, right? When we judge others, we're assuming that we know better than them. Every individual is making their best choices based on their family's needs and based off of what works for them. So let us respect everyone's choices, guys. I'm just putting this out there because 
I don't know, something in my gut is just going to make me just be aware that some of us are going to go through guilt or questioning or judgment or I just don't want us to go there, right? Because there's no right or wrong in this pandemic schooling system that we're going to be sending our kids to. So let's talk a little bit about the silver lining. So for me, having Ayan home since March has been a most amazing opportunity for me to focus on the skills that aren't focused on to the level and ability in schools that I think are necessary life skills. And that to me is emotional intelligence, talking about our feelings and learning and having the space to mindfully move through your feelings, teaching them about stop, drop, and breathe resets, and actually giving them the space to ride through their feelings. Growth mindset. I talked a lot about growth mindset because I think this is such a key factor in building resilience, self-worth, self-confidence, and compassion for others. Not building that fixed mindset of competition and feeling less than and giving up. That's such a crucial, important skill, not just in school or games or sports, but just in life in general. And then the third aspect is teaching our children the importance of taking care of your mind, just like we teach them to take care of their body, right? So mental health building activities like mindful breathing, meditation, yoga. And so there is a silver lining that if your children are staying home from school and doing distant learning, this is your prime opportunity that they don't have to rush out of the door by X time that you can trickle in a few moments and minutes of this throughout the day. And and so I really know that there's so much information out there and I wanted to, to dissect it and really give you my top five tools to make this happen for you and your family. I don't want to overwhelm you. I know I share tons of great content on my Instagram, but for some of you, it's like, okay, let's make this doable. And so I'm going to share, I think, the key things that you need to have to make this a reality in your homeschooling routine with your kids without it feeling overwhelming, without your kids fighting you on it, without it feeling like it's a drag and an additional chore. All right, so let's start off with my top three tips for implementing a mindfulness routine. And when I say mindfulness, I'm using that as an umbrella of mindful breathing, mindful movement like yoga, but also mindful moments like meditation. So I'm going to break this all down for you, but this is what I want you to think of when I say mindfulness. It's an umbrella for these different uh, activities that we can incorporate into our children's routine. So the first thing that you want to remember is that you want to sandwich their days. So this is not just for kids, but in real life too. We are largely out of control of what happens throughout our day. The only thing that we have a modicum of control over is the morning and possibly our end evening routine. And sometimes even that has a variable. But the idea is that you want to start getting into the habit of sandwiching their day, of having some mindful moment in the morning and in a mindful moment in the evening before bedtime. And in the midst of the day, trickling in either brain breaks or stop, drop, and breathe resets as needed. Some days you might not need that or your child might not need that. Other days they might. So those are just trickled in as needed, right? The a la carte. So that's what I want you to remember. A couple minutes in the morning and a couple minutes right before bedtime. Then the second aspect of it is 
don't focus so much on the number of minutes that they do yoga or mindfulness or meditation focus on daily consistency this is a major major perspective shift because us adults who are result oriented we want to see okay you're doing it for five minutes we're doing it for 10 minutes yay my kid is meditating for 10 minutes that is the wrong structure or the definition of success or growth in the terms of mindfulness meditation or bringing that awareness into your children's life it is consistency that is the king all right not so much about the time and I tend to focus more on let's do three breaths let's do five breaths that could take one minute that could take 30 seconds all right it's okay as long as they're slow mindful three breaths that to me is a win because it's daily consistency you're planting the seeds every single day so I share this so much because this is like become kind of like my tagline. When I talk about, you know, teaching our children that mental health is just as important as physical health, it's the idea you're teaching your children just like we brush our teeth every day to keep the sugar buggies away, just like we wash our bodies every day to keep germs away, we brush our brain by meditating and taking deep breaths to keep yucky thoughts and feelings away. And so this is just that daily consistency, planting the seeds into their subconscious of this is what we do every single day. No ifs, ands, or buts. The third most important key to success is releasing our control and rigidity and being fun, playful, and not teaching kids yoga, meditation, and mindfulness like an adult practice. Like stop being so strict and be like, you have to sit still. You can't move. There's going to be some movement. There's going to be some times that their eyes are open, their eyes are closed. We've got to work with their energy and make it as playful as possible. Model as much as possible with you not being fidgety, you sitting down. And over a period of time, their ability to sit for longer periods of time will increase. But give them the space to learn and grow. They're not going to get it from day one and they're not going to get it in week two. It's going to take some time depending on the ability of your child's focus capacity. When I first started teaching kids yoga and mindfulness, I taught children full time. And though it was really, really rewarding, it was very, very exhausting too. Though I think that even when I had classes of 18 and 20 kids, half the time I feel like they tend to listen better than your own child, right? Like your one child is equivalent to like 10 kids. And a child's yoga class where I incorporated the mindful breathing and meditation it does not look like an adult one. We focus on fun and play and peppering in some important yoga messages like love, compassion, namaste, cooperation, mindful movement. You know, we move like cows and meow like cats. And there's no real emphasis on any kind of perfection in the poses or when we're doing savasana or meditation. As long as they're safe and as long as they're trying their best, I encourage them to be creative and curious. So we would explore breath and movement and sound and meditation and stillness and silence. We would do games. We would do uh, different yoga songs. So, you know, it doesn't look like a traditional yoga class. And what I tend to see is that Parents are like, oh, I need my kid to do five and three your number scars. So strict, like an adult practice. But your kids are five and seven. Like there can be some playfulness in there. It shouldn't just be so strict like an adult practice. Like sh sure, you can start introducing that slowly. But I think mandating that every single day to be so strict and adult-like, one of the number one things that I've heard 
from people who had the blessing to learn yoga or meditation or mindfulness when they were younger, their biggest qualm of why they dropped off of it is that it wasn't fun. Like I went to these seminars with my mom or my dad and it was just so adult-like. It didn't call to them and they recognized that, that they came back to it and many of the things they stuck with them, but it wasn't engaging to them because it was presented in a adult way. So let's break free from that of like trying to make it like you have to sit still and you have to do your Surya Namaskars perfectly and you can't wiggle. Guys, especially if your kids are like, five six seven movement and like the silliness and the curiosity is just a natural part of them and definitely for kids younger I'm just saying that that middle age of like that early elementary they still are engaging and curious with their body so make it playful so that they really feel engaged to want to do it and of course never force your kid so many of you guys ask me okay what's IU's schedule so Ayan is going to be going back, I don't know for how long, but he is going to be starting kindergarten, I guess like real school, and he is going to be going to a private school uh, and they're going, he's going in person. And so this may change, but the schedule that we've been following, which I'm going to try my very, very, very best to continue on as he transitions into going back to school is this, in the morning, when he's done brushing his teeth, we keep his affirmation cards uh, right in his bathroom. So he does a few of his affirmations in the morning while he looks at himself in the mirror. After breakfast, we go straight into our yoga room, which is, we don't have a dining room. We instead made it into a yoga meditation room. And that works for us because there's this area that's designated for yoga meditation and mindfulness so he knows after breakfast is done he goes into our yoga room which is like our dining room so it's like right off our kitchen and then we do for like three to five minutes it's not super super long but we'll do some yoga poses do a meditation where it's sitting down and a breathing reset. And every single day it changes. I create variety, I create openness. Most children like to feel in control. So I will give him two choices of what he we can do and then he chooses whether we do cards or books or we do our meditation book or we do songs or like whatever it is that we do, he will get to pick on that day. Then during the day, as he needs, if he's visiting a big emotion island, we'll do stop, drop, and breathe resets. If we're doing some workbooks or homeschooling stuff, we'll do brain breaks when I notice that his focus is starting to drag and he needs to do uh, a break. And I'm going to share resources of what you can do to start implementing this, but I just want to give you the schedule. Then at nighttime, that's our wind down time. This is when we have teachable moments in the meditation for kids book. We do like a guided meditation or a slow uh, yoga posture. And then we do um, affirmation cards again at night. So this is what our day typically looks bookend, right? In the morning, there's a few minutes of it. In the evening, at nighttime, in bed, we do a few minutes. And then during the day, we have drop, drop, and breathe resets as needed based off of if big emotions are visiting. So we'll do mindful breathing resets to help us calm down. 
So now I want to give you like the minimalist mama's guide of resources to make this happen. So I have tons of resources that I love and I actually list all my resources that based on each developmental age range from like one to three, four to eight, and then eight plus inside my meditation for kids masterclass course. However, today I'm going to focus specifically between the ages of kids, I would say four to eight because that's my child's age, that's my expertise age. These are the tools that you can use for this age range, all right? So the affirmations, and the morning affirmations that we keep in the bathroom without fail are the Love Powered Co. cards. I love the Love Powered cards. They're, the little cards are just the best affirmations. I highly recommend them to everybody and anyone. I have some promo codes uh, because I did interview both Lindy and Anna on the Time and Talks podcast. So there is a promo code. Everything is going to be listed in the show notes, which is on my website. So I'm not going to list it all down here, but you can go to my show notes. It's going to be linked in the podcast notes with all the promo codes. So I highly recommend those cards. I think they're a must have for every child. They're definitely for ages, I would say uh, five and up because the words sometimes are a little bit difficult if kids, they can certainly repeat them, but I don't necessarily know they'll understand all the words. You could certainly get the cards if you have children who are younger and you can affirm it to them and they can start saying it and you can start explaining it. But I actually, for... I've been teaching Ayan affirmations since he's been two and a half and I have videos and I actually created my own. They were actually cards that I used to gift for any mom who joined my Mindful Kids Masterclass course and I got so much feedback. Like I want those cards, the simplicity of them. I love the affirmations and I picked really age appropriate affirmations four kids and there were just a set of six affirmations like I believe in myself I try my best I love myself just really really good self-worth self-confidence self-love boosting affirmation sentence that young children can understand and so I decided this is actually very exciting I decided that I'm going to offer these products these affirmation cards to the general public so if you're really interested like for children who are younger Ayan still uses these affirmation cards because self-worth and self-compassion and self-love is such an important foundational requirement and I share in the the spiritual awakening podcast it is the foundational requirement for the spiritual journey so why not start this early with kids so you can certainly grab those affirmation cards the ones that I've created on my website at thejilvipatel.com forward slash cards again I'll put them in the show notes um, so you can go to that link but those cards you can start with children two two and a half and up that's when I started with Ayan and he started saying them and repeating them and now they're just second nature when I say oh let's say some affirmations those are the ones that just naturally come out for him because he's been doing them and saying them and hearing them since he was two and a half so those are the affirmations um but usually the affirmation cards that I created we do them at nighttime right before nighttime or when we're doing it the meditations um all the meditation affirmations that I share are also part of the book so they're a good supplement to the meditation for kids book 
So that's where we start with the affirmation. And those are just a couple that you're saying in the morning, right in the bathroom before the day starts. Then the yoga. So I I truly believe that there should be some mindful movement of energy. You've been stagnant. You've been sleeping. We need to get the circulation moving. And this is not just me. This is what they say in Ayurveda and yoga. What I suggest of the three biggest things that I think that are great to create variety for kids one is there this set of cards that's called yoga for classrooms cards now what i love about these cards is that there's different colors and they're actually i used them in the classroom setting but when you're doing homeschooling these are great resets because a lot of them you can do sitting down on your desk but what i like about them they're color coded and so there's yoga postures there's also breathing and there's also meditation so you could pick one of each three and that could be your full set of like three to five minutes of like your one yoga posture your one um, meditation and your one breathing reset so I really like using that the second thing that can be used for yoga I'm a strong believer in yoga songs like I said there's a lot of moon in my classes there's a lot of you know doing Surya Namaskar uh, sun salutations in a fun way through songs and so if you go to Spotify under Thajal Patel Find my kids yoga playlist, my kids mindfulness playlist, and my kids meditation playlist. So the kids yoga soundtrack, there's some great songs for younger children, but also like you can do the namaste song or you can do the sun salutation song. And that's a great way of doing the sun salutations, but in a fun, playful way that's engaging for kids. And I truly believe like five, six, and seven, it should still be really playful, incorporate songs and music and yoga. So then the third is one of Ayan's favorite. It's Medi Teddy and there's a corresponding yoga book. So you can read the story and move Medi in the pose and then also do the yoga pose. This has been so much fun for Ayan. And I certainly do like on certain days like okay we're going to do three Surya number scars and I will guide him and we'll do it like the more proper way. But that's not what we do every single day. That's trickled in every so often um, while we're doing some of these other other things and so these are I think foundationally the top three tools that I would get for yoga the yoga for classroom cards the Spotify you can go to my Spotify playlist for free right the songs get your hands like follow my list so you can use songs and then the Medi Teddy and the yoga book I love those and of course the meditation for kids book chapter one is all about there's yoga breathing uh meditations for morning time so that will certainly be a a guide for you for basically there's stuff for your morning during your resets and in the evening so that's going to be an excellent guide for you all right so then it becomes the mindful breathing resets right like your stop drop and breathe resets your time in moments your uh, breathing breaks and brain breaks so when your child is going through homeschooling and they're learning from home, this is one of the crucial skills I think we have the opportunity to teach them is that when you recognize that their focus is off, they're getting distracted, they're getting frustrated, they're getting in a fixed mindset, this is an opportunity to be like, all right, let's take a break for a moment. Rather than pushing yourself and feeling bad about yourself or you raising your voice and you know pushing them, you're not focusing enough, you're getting distracted, This is an option. All right, I think we need to do a stop, drop, and breathe reset. Let's take a brain break. 
chapter two of my book, they're excellent, like Dolphin Break or Breathing um, the Happy Birthday Cake. Like there's so many breathing resets that you can do from that book. But also what I love, love, love is Mindful Buddies Omi Elephant. So I don't know if you've checked this out, but this is one of Ayan's favorite. I think it's ingenious. It is this cuddly little elephant that on their extremities, like so the feet and then the hands and the ears, there's little buttons and there's strop. They say strop, breathe, um, resets, but basically whether you're feeling sad or you just want to take a breathing reset, you can place Omi on your tummy and watch your breath rise and fall or there's calming music on there. I think it's an ingenious tool to help with those breathing resets. It's something different to have. I also think uh, breathing balls like the Hoberman spheres helps with having those that tactile like visual to take deep breaths in and out after your child is like visibly upset or frustrated I also really like if you follow my kids mindfulness soundtrack on Spotify Kira Willie she is a dear colleague she has books but she also is a singer and she created mindful music for kids and she has these little one minute resets mindful resets like hot chocolate breath and like blowing on hot soup I think those breathing resets throughout the day whether their mind is foggy or um, you know big feelings are visiting those are really excellent if they need to auditorily hear music and someone guiding them to take deep breaths I think that's an excellent excellent resource and that's free right you just follow me on Spotify and of course like I said the meditation for kids book chapter two will based on your child's stress type and that will help you um, teach them what reset tools that they need so the next big life skill that I talk about is growth mindset and building resilience I think big life journal the podcast build life kids podcast is an excellent resource for kids five and up this is taught Ayan so much I think incorporating that into your homeschooling routine like hey we're going to listen to this podcast big life journal does an amazing job sign up for their free newsletter on every Friday they send out printables excellent worksheets I do so many of these with Ayan and they're just free printables that you get their blog is incredible the resource space is amazing and a lot of the resources that they share goes in combination with the podcast so they can do the activity and listen to the podcast and it it works together so I definitely recommend them they have journals for kids that are a little bit older so like seven eight nine um to eleven and plus they have journals for growth mindset I think this is such an important life skill to be teaching and then the other guidebook that I think is really important for parents to have is there's a book called a yogi mama's guide to yoga ayurveda and your child it's a book for parents and kids it's more of like a resource guide however in the middle of the book talks about the three different doshas the vata pitha kapha in a way that's illustrated in understandable in this like playful rhyming way for kids to understand and what i also love about this guide is that it teaches parents good yoga poses to balance out when there's a certain dosha imbalance or stress imbalance what kinds of spices are good for that um what diets what foods you should avoid if it's a windy kid versus a fire kid versus um one that's more earthy what are the types of foods you should eat they should eat avoid I just love that it makes it really really simple it's not a huge book 
it's like I think only like 40 pages or something like that it's but it's very well written um, and I, I definitely suggest that you should have that if you're planning to incorporate yoga and Ayurveda um, into your children's lifestyle. So it's like having the Meditation for Kids book and then this Ayurveda guidebook. It's from Jennifer Hardy. You can get it on Amazon. And again, like the links will all be in my show notes on my website at thejolipatel.com. So this is just my simple primer of the first steps to get started. Infusing yoga and meditation and mindful breathing and growth mindset into your children's routine as they homeschool. I think it will be invaluable lessons that they'll carry with them forever. So we can absolutely see the silver lining and the perspective shift of, yes, it's really hard. We did not sign up to be homeschooling teachers. However, we've been blessed with this amazing opportunity to instill in our children the values, the the perspectives, these tools and these practices that we would never have had the opportunity to share with them. So if you're really looking forward to implementing this and if you have more questions, certainly I suggest you look into the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course, which is a self-study course that I created that compiled all the biggest questions and the most common questions that I would get from parents over the past five to seven years about how to infuse mindfulness meditation yoga into classrooms into our children's lives at home and I break down based on age development one to three four to eight eight plus so if you have children based on different age ranges I'll break down what are the resources and the foundational tools that you need because it's different from age to age and I also give you the roadmap of step-by-step how to apply building these skills of mindfulness, yoga, meditation, emotional intelligence into your kid's life. So you can just go to thejilvipatel.com forward slash meditation class if you're interested. And in September, I am going to be offering um, for everyone who's enrolled in that course, a free live virtual training to answer questions, but also go into more depth of especially the ages of one to three. I get that question a lot. How do I plant these foundational skills in children? What do I do? And so I'm going to really do a thorough training, a one-hour training on how to build these skills in that age range. So like I said, head over to my case notes. There is a promo code for OMI for Love Power Little Cards. You can purchase my own affirmation cards if you have children who want and you want to start them young and really build a simple affirmation practice. Um, You can go to thejilvipatel.com forward slash cards. And certainly, of course, definitely check out the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. This will really give you the confidence that you need to build these foundation into your children's life the way that they're going to understand. Thanks so much, guys. And I wish you the best of luck, whatever your kids are doing this year. My heart is with you and I know it's going to be challenging. May you be safe. May you be healthy. And may you be calm as we navigate this new school year together. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you got to do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejil at thejilvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, frustrated, 
frustrated and I come to them almost every single day. And I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too. And if you haven't purchased the Meditation for Kids book, definitely do so now. You can purchase it anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble's Target, IndieBound, BAM, and you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. If you're a complete beginner in learning how to teach meditation to your kids, this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.